joining. He's joining. All right. Uh, intro Just before we start, Jordan, let me let me take a sip of this cool, refreshing Cooper's Brewery Original Pale Ale. Nice. Yeah, thank yeah, everyone. We want to announce <sighs> that we've been sponsored by um, by Cooper's. Um, Can you? Oh, that would be the best sponsor. That would be great, actually. Um, I would absolutely love that. Um, we are now owned by Kieran Brewing Company, um, which is of course owned by uh, Lion Nathan and the Cooper family, apparently. You know, it's the only wholly Australian-owned major brewery. Really? Wow. Yeah, that was that. It's almost like you took the words right out of our mouth, Jordan. Really? Right That's quite surprising. Stole them. I expected, like, surely VB has some, you know, stuff that's Australian, don't they? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, like we were just chatting before the pod, West End, obviously, a proud mm. South Australian beverage um, company. Are South Australian no longer? No. Well, or, I don't think they, I guess they haven't. They haven't been for a while, haven't they? Because now that's who owns good... them? Or it's somewhere, somewhere in Japan. Oh, that's a Japanese company, is it? Yeah, yeah. But I guess, I guess the point is that they won't have the brew, brewing of said beer in South Australia. That's right. Which is kind of sad. The concern. Oh, oh wait. No, oh, hang on. It's owned by... Western Brewery has became part of South Australian Brewing, Malting, Wine and Spirit Company. So it's owned by Lion Nathan. It's owned by the same company right. that owns Cooper's. Interesting. So it was a faux rivalry this whole time. Wow. This is blood. It's like how I'm pretty sure Woolworths and Coles are owned by the same Surely branching not. company. Isn't pretty, like... I swear Wes Farmers or whatever owns Coles and Woolworths. <laughs> let me open well, like... let me open my internets. Hold on. Wes Farmers. I'm I'm relatively confident about of this fact. Yeah, West Farmers Group. It's a conglomerate of the West Farmers group. Whoa, hang yeah. on, how much they own a fucking lot of shit. Woolworths group. I think over oh no overtaking coals. I thought they bought them. Well, I look like a right tit. That's unfortunate. Oh yeah, because you have like you have like coals. Uh, is like you know what what does coals owned? Uh, okay, West Farmers. You know coals is the same as Bunnings, Kmart, Office Works. Damn. Okay, yeah. See, that's those no, are they some. They do. Do they? They do. On 2 July 2007, West Farms announced it was purchasing the Coles Group for $22 billion, making it the largest successful takeover in Australian corporate history. So I do know a bit of something. So West Farmers, this one mega corporation, owns Coles, Woolworths, Kmart, Big W, Officeworks, Bunnings, Meyer, Liquorland, Oh my god, they're like How insane is that? That's in, that's that's that is incredible. That is actually geez. And apparently they're an Australian company. Yeah, gosh. Australian conglomerate. That's that's ridiculous. That's like like okay, what do they own? They own Target as well. I guess they own the Australian 
brand of Target, which mm. obviously is not doing that great. They own, you know, department stores. Um, obviously Bunnings. Even just even Bunnings itself is just a, a machine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there are like three Mitre Tens left in the entire state of South Australia, and then Bunnings just keep building more. <laughs> And they're closing down the minor ten oh. near me. That's been there. You know what? It's been. It was a good. It was, really. It was good. It was minor ten. It was little. Like you can't compete against Bunnings. Everyone loves this Bunnings. Like yeah. everyone. Yeah. Like it's just such an Australian icon. Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's just yeah. It's All right, so here we go. Their, their businesses: Bunnings, Kmart, Target, Catch dot com. If you're a what? fan of Catch.com, I don't know what that is, but I think that's like a, a Wish sort of style thing. Office no, work. so it's like it's it's better than it's better than Wish. Like it's legit stuff at um, discounted prices. Right. So it's it's Catch is legit, but it's um the kind of place that people go to try to get cheaper stuff. So interesting that that's owned by them as well. Wow, they own so many. Chemical energy and fertilizer companies, as well as industrial companies, <laughs> Coles. It doesn't actually say Woolworths here. Oh, Coles, Flybys. Well, who owns Woolworths? I swear it was them. What? <laughs> if after all this they time they don't actually yeah. own Woolworths. <laughs> other. Well, let's. What other businesses do they own? Coles, Flybys. BWP, Management Trust, West Pine, Wow. Oh, my God. It's not. West Farmers doesn't own Woolworths. What the fuck? Who owns Woolworths? We need to know. The Woolworths group. Woolworths owns Woolworths. (laughs) The Woolworths owns Woolworths. Okay, hang on. West Farmers. What? Wow. If you look at the compared revenue... Uh, the revenue for 2019 for West Farmers, $27.92 billion. Insane. Woolworths Group has a revenue of $63.67 billion this year. What? Well, they own Big How W as well, possible? don't they? Because Woolworths and Big W, don't they also own Maya? Let's have a look. Even though, ironically, interesting. West Farmers the, the West Fire Farmers share price is about 50 bucks a share. Woolworths is only 38. Interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. Interesting. So interesting. This is, this is incredible. We should we should do a like investment chat. Obviously, yeah, sure. both of us very avid Wall Street bettors who have a cognitive oh, understanding yeah. of the market. And, Absolutely. Um, we are. And how it works. We we know <laughs> Yeah, so okay, yeah, they are Woolworths. <laughs> And they own some. What the fuck is Countdown? Countdown, Countdown is, like... is a uh, British uh, television series which has, has an equivalent in Australia called Letters <laughs> and Numbers. Um... <laughs> Interesting. Countdown, what the fuck? Okay, so Countdown is like the New Zealand Woolworth, right? It's called Countdown. It's, it's the same symbol, right? It's the same symbol, like the W as the little apple. Hold on, this I have 181. It looks, it breaks my brain seeing because it's exactly the same color scheme, exactly the same color scheme, and everything, but it's just called Countdown. 
This can't be real. Oof. I, no, I, I, I can't believe this. What? So Countdown. Countdown. What a weird name. I wonder why. Countdown NZ. Oh, my God, it is. It's so weird. But it's got like a, uh, a holly just <laughs> on top of the W. It's really, and you know what's annoying? It's like all lowercase letters, which kind of works for Woolworths, but it looks weird for Countdown. Does wait. So um, which came first? Always must have came first, and then they've expanded the countdown. Because otherwise, this is some bloody um, copyright gone mad, right? <laughs> anyway, wow, companies are so confusing. I, I never realized general. that these. You, it's so easy to sometimes forget that you know these giant corporations actually own everything. We think that we have this kind of diversity in yeah products and stuff and then really everything's owned by these two fucking companies um yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah like because the fact that they're like both kmart and big w like the fact that woolworths owns both dan murphy's and bws kind of blows my mind because what else is there liquor land i suppose is the other one there's oh here we go so there's liquor land there's for our our older viewers booze brothers which oh, yeah. still actually has a store somewhere does it? <laughs> um, then there's Sip and Save. Yeah. Is that Thirsty Camel? And that is that is a question that I do not know the answer to. Right. It might, I, it, there's got to be some other combination there. They can't, they can't be individuals. There's no way. Yeah, wow. But yeah, well, welcome to capitalism, everyone. It's great, it's great to have you with us. And so here's the thing. These are such me- mega wealthy companies, but they're not really corporations that produce anything. They sell use products and stuff, but like mm. they don't really, they don't really do anything. Like they it's not like, it's not like they're big mining companies or something like that. All right. Let's take, yes. Yeah, so what is the, yeah. what is the largest company in Australia? I'm guessing besides the banks, what is, what's the. It's going to be like Rio Tinto or something, right? It's going to be my guess. Yeah, All right, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. No, it is West Farmers. It is West Farmers. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's one. It's one hundred ninety-five on the Fortune five hundred. Wow. Here you go. List of largest Australian companies. Let's just let's just have our mind blown. Oh, BHP, of course. That's oh, a that big would be one. one. Yeah. Um, Commonwealth Bank, Westpac, ANZ, NAB. Yeah, all those like the banks are such big, big companies aren't they they're just they're just ginormous yeah. Yeah. things this is why they're a problem this <laughs> is <laughs> yeah Qantas no Qantas they're just too big isn't that great Woodside Suncorp what's Woodside Woodside is like a um oil company I think they might work mostly in gas though ah okay yeah um yeah oh what's this company Dexas oh that's real estate I don't want to get involved with that. Lend lease. You know, I have a, okay, here's a, here's a gripe. Here's a, here's a thought mm. about companies. You know, you often have these kind of new companies come up through the market and they kind of innovate. Um, and that has mm. been happening recently in this, compa- in this company. In this Well, it's basically a company. In this country. <laughs> um, and I want to talk about like Afterpay and Zip and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because I'm pretty mm. sure, I'm not sure how they operate because I'm, like, really sure that they're, like, illegal, right? Right. So, for those who don't know, okay. 
these are these like afterpay companies you know it's effectively passing debt to you know it's like a, a signing up for credit and like it's like a pay later yeah. kind of scheme i don't Very really bad know if you want to get a home loan true but i don't know how they they are legally allowed to operate because how are you able to get like get credit without doing like the legal obligations of like a credit check and everything like that like i don't think you need to do that when you sign up for zippo or, or afterpay or whatever maybe maybe for some of them they don't and i think that there were some recent senate hearings where they were like defending themselves saying no we're not a we're not a debt company we're not a credit card company we're something new we're like outside the law and like i don't know how they they're actually legally able to operate without having like the legal checks and balances that are required for for credit card companies and and stuff like that like asking them from their consumers because it's like what is it like predatory lending like you can continuously do that without ever knowing that they won't ever pay it back mm. but here's the thing like yeah. they don't really want people to pay back debt they want like <laughs> the thing like afterpay like 25% of their revenue comes from the missed payment fees yeah, Which is yeah, an and this is ordinary number. Yeah, yeah, and it's really a you know a societal problem where basically these the only way that these companies exist and make money and do well is by relying on the failure of people to actually utilize their service, which is such a just like cooked approach to business in general. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm 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 unfortunately oh, not sure okay, here how they go. function, but it's ridiculous. Right, right, because it's like you need a license to do this stuff. Um, here we go. Is Afterpay hmm. legal Australia? Because I know that they got mass. I just read they got massively sued. Afterpay is not a regulated as a financial service business under the Corporations Act because Afterpay is a product. The Afterpay product is a credit facility. Afterpay rejects the view that it, its company operated illegally, while Afterpay does not believe that such an agreement required a license from the BDO. I think this is an American thing. Mm. Afterpay has agreed to conduct its operations under the license as part of the settlement. So they settle with the US government because there's some mm. sort of legal loopholes. This is crazy. So I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm like, how, the, how do they actually... Like, I'm not really sure how they make money, but I've never used them because yeah. it... it I, mean, I don't have a credit card. I never touch any of that stuff. I'm like, I just save and we'll buy something. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, uh, but you're right. But there, it, must yeah. be, it must be a situation where you've got your, you know, you've got your purchase price and then it's divided by, you know, paying it over four weeks or whatever. Yeah. And I imagine that, or at least I think this is how it works with credit cards, is that if you don't pay it in pay it off in that particular period of time, yeah, then right. you basically have to pay it back at a much, much higher interest rate. So if yeah, you spend, right. say, a thousand dollars on your credit card, um, and you have to pay that back within six months or whatever, it once you pass that six months, then what you actually owe back is then your thousand that you've kind of borrowed or used plus, I don't know, like a twenty five percent interest rate or something. So effectively you're paying back Twelve fifty instead of yeah righto okay and I would imagine that afterpay probably functions in a similar way right but because it's not a a credit card it's a separate 
company kind of thing, right. then that's where the loophole comes in. But finances are, are well beyond me and I will never yes, understand them, <laughs> despite being so reliant <laughs> on well, the interesting. That's really interesting because so they did a big Senate inquiry because all of these mm. consumer advocates groups are like, they, these companies should probably ask for credit checks from customers before they do like, you know, they, they can actually just like rope in millions of people because I'm sure that there mm. are, I don't know, maybe there might even be a million people in, in this country using either of like Zip or Afterpay. They seem to be the two big ones. I think Zip is actually yeah, yeah. an Australian, Australian one. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. And so like they, there was no, but the government decided not to put them, uh, like regulate them as a financial service. And then now they're just like, oh, because they didn't do that, you know, we can, um, we can grow now. So it's interesting mm. to see how like this government would have handled it. Uh, let's see. Self-regulation isn't working. People get into financial trouble because of buy now, pay later. We, oh, well, obviously. I mean, that's the same with any debt, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think this is something that's going to, and like, think, how, how would this, these things impacted people during COVID when you require products or something, yeah, or you just need something? It must true. have absolutely exploded in popularity. And so these things are, these companies are becoming more and more enmeshed and important to everyday life, but they're kind of mm. unregulated. Uh, and, you know, which, yeah, you know, not a surprise. Absolutely. Like, there are going to be so many over the next two decades, so many companies that are new that are tech-based that either arise in the u.s or, or somewhere maybe even in australia and and kind of come through and kind of work their way through community our communities and our economy and while we might have strict regulations on already existing companies so say the banks well fuck not mm. that strict no apparently not that strict <laughs> but you know what i mean like nothing like a lot more oversight compared to to what these guys have um yeah. it's just not it's not about like once that regulation comes in that's it must be difficult to get out of but it must be relatively easy for them to wiggle out of trying to put them into to regulation just yet mm. so i think that these are companies that will you know be something to keep an eye on and see how they develop like i'm not sure how they you know, like I'm sure that they they must have keep heaps of lawyers just desperately trying to claim that they're like not a financial service. Um, that they're oh god, I don't even know what they would fucking classify. I'm desperately looking to see what legal jargon they describe themselves as, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's weird. Who knows? Um, but if anyone, the thing, like once you become that essential service though, and this is basically what happens with Uber in Australia. Like if you're mm -hmm. able to you know, become that essential service while being unregulated, you effectively just become so normalised that you're just part of society generally. And, you know, you might get regulated eventually, that's fine. But um, I guess really the, the, the impact on the point is that you have entered the market just generally. Yeah. Well, like these com com companies like Uber are really interesting because they it's like this new type of company that uber doesn't make any loses money it doesn't make any profit yeah yeah but it's because it's trying its very business model i think relies almost on a monopoly so it needs to make mm. itself effectively vital you know it, you know it has to replace effectively state functions of like public transport um and you know we, we see that a little bit in australia 
Um, I know that it's a quite a significant thing in, say, the United States. Um, I know mm. Uber has fought off pretty well some other uh, comers into Australian markets. So Ola was around for a while. They might still be. I'm not sure if they are. Um, I, I think, think they're all still around. It's just how yeah. much people are actually using them compared to Uber. And I think it's way, way down. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like Uber's main rival isn't Ola or Didi or whatever. It's the taxi mm. industry, right? Yeah. Long time established, um, has those kind of connections. But the issue is you know, taxis for a long time have had lots of issues in Australia. Taxi drivers have often mm. like unionized and stuff like that. And you know they they are they're a more expensive product because for those of you who don't know how Uber operates, Uber doesn't operate as having employee. Well, no, Uber has employees obviously in its corporate and financial sector and in tech especially. But the drivers are employees. Yeah, the drivers are are self-employed. They're freelancers. It, it's Uber claims that its product isn't hiring drivers. It's providing an app and a service that has freelance drivers utilized to connect to mm. customers, which is how that they continuously get over being able to claim that they, they are employees, therefore providing them a certain amount of benefits or whatever. Yeah. There was yeah. recently a large vote in California. I can't remember what proposition it was. Um, that was a proposition to effectively lawfully state that Yes, like Uber drivers are employees of Uber. Um, and mm. then and there's another big company in the United States called Lyft, but I don't think we have that here, at least not in Adelaide. Um, and, it, and it lost because the Uber just pumped so much money into it. But the question is, what is Uber's kind of game plan? Because like I said, they're hemorrhaging money. They, they get significant subsidies and investments and influx of capital, but they don't make money. So it's not necessarily, a, it's like one of these weird, it's like Tesla, right? Tesla doesn't make money. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I was about to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as we got onto like stock market uh, chat, I was like in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, Tesla, SpaceX, basically everything that Elon does is in exactly the same boat. Like it, exactly. it makes zero money, but has like an exponentially growing um, yeah. like stock market value and investors left and right. And yeah, it's why I'll never understand the stock market. Yeah, because it's all about that perception, isn't it? There's no inherent value to mm. Uber or Tesla or whatever, but people think there is and they think that it's, it's valuable and this is how they're able to do it. And, you know, they, it all comes down to these companies need to succeed and to make profit. These companies need to be monopolistic. Uber mm. needs to, as, to survive. It doesn't need to make profit. It needs to be the option for public transport in a city, in a country. You know, it can't have rivals. It can't have, it needs to kill a taxi industry. It needs to lobby to weaken public transport subsidies. It needs to also use very clever marketing to make it seem like it's mm. normalized in society. But it also really needs to fight off any attempt at unionization within itself. Same thing with, with Tesla. Tesla, people think Tesla is successful or will be successful that it, and that it will have the monopoly on the electric car market. That why would anyone ever buy another yeah. car besides Tesla? This is a yeah. stupid idea, I have to say. Like what, like, I suppose it is the tendency of all kind of companies in capitalism to become monopolistic as, you know, as old mate mm. Mark says. Mm. Um, but, but, you know, at looking at West Farmers and Woolworths Group, for example, but at that same time, 
I don't understand like those are these are all companies that make something or sell something that they increase with profit. I don't really understand how you know companies with falling profit margins with profit loss not even falling profit margins loss mm. profit they lose money continue to grow and they continue to expand now obviously tesla relies on massive public subsidies from the united states government millions mm. hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. um but it's i mean it's public cool cars <laughs> yeah it's true i would buy it like i don't get me wrong i would buy a tesla if i had like oh, a yeah. spend <laughs> or something like they're very cool um, but that's the thing. It's it's all about perception now, and it links to mm. social media, and it links to you know, Facebook or whoever selling data. It's about what people think. It's not actually about the product or the physical thing anymore. It's what people think yeah. is valuable. It's how we kind of commodify things in society, which is such an interesting like dynamic to watch sort of happen in our lifetime. So obviously, and I'm sure it's probably happened forever, in some way, shape, mm. or form. You know, we attribute kind of value to kind of social commodities you know social status whatever etc etc but like to have them be you know almost purely operate and fund themselves from that 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 kind of effectively clout-based economy it just blows Mm, my mind mm. yeah absolutely but i I guess at the end of the day it is on the part of you know investment and subsidies etc but Mm-mm. It's got to be the other half of whatever revenue they have, and the reason why people are so interested. It just has to be data, and it's yeah. just insane how kind of exponential the growth and interest and kind of value of personal data has become over so time. And, and that, I guess, really, that's what the that might literally just be the end goal, where Uber effectively has the monopoly on transport data across the yeah. globe which I imagine would be unbelievably useful and valuable and just, you know, sold to the highest bidder where you, where you kind yeah. of think about what that, what that means. You can tell, you know, where, where people are going at any time, like how quickly they go there, um, like what demographic of people are oh, going absolutely. to what locations at what time. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's, it's so... You know this kind of i don't even really know what to call it i was going to describe it as like casualization but it's, it's more than that it's 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 fragmentation of kind of this transport market mm. completely changing the market and kind of completely changing its very nature it's so it's so yeah, fascinating yeah. but i also think it's really you know dangerous because you know mm. i think we've seen the the risks of relying on public companies so say Woolworths and Coles in Australia during COVID in that you know you really Mm -hmm. you really realize oh man we are really reliant on companies on these kind of private corporate organizations for kind of food like fuck I don't know yeah yeah. and you're 100% reliant on these companies who ultimately do not give a shit about you as an individual and you saw this you see this basically currently and recently with kind of South Australia's lockdown and you know even previously when COVID kind of just came through, whereas within, like, two weeks of lockdown starting, like, I don't think there were any sales at Woolworths or Coles or any of those big companies because they knew that people would buy their shit anyway. Exactly. exactly. And now, obviously, with, with, with face masks and things like that, like, you can just, you can ask stupid prices on basically essentials because if people need them, then they have to buy them. Yeah. And, yeah, that, I guess that's ultimately why, why you don't want monopolies because... 
effectively they choose whatever price they want and people have to use it. Yeah, it's it's just it's tricky. It's yeah. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. We'll see we'll see if anything if anything changes mm. and in like five years time if, if taxis no longer exist anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's another example of like big companies like this going monopolistic and I think it's an example more of how it affects our lives is social media Facebook Instagram Snapchat Twitter whatever you know Facebook owns Facebook owns Instagram that's ridiculous and these you know online digital spaces still control our lives you know they've they've become like public you know public necessities they're, they're public spaces um is it a, it's a public you know you live part of your life mm-hmm. online for better or for worse you might like that you might think that's like the worst outcome you might think that's that's the amazing kind of utopian future mm-hmm. whatever regardless you know you live your life online and it, it impacts the world so for example take myanmar in Myanmar, when people like think of like the internet, they think of Facebook. Like that's like the thing. And then like you're able to kind of influence elections, public perception just via posting on Facebook. And then what Facebook allows to show and what it restricts can like make or break a political party, political yeah, process, yeah. company. Um, as we know, there's been lots of issues in Myanmar with like a, a religious minority, the Rohingya. Mm. and like persecution against them that was like fueled via facebook so you know it's such it's just so the future you know we talk a lot about in australia recently we've had lots of issues with china we've had lots of cut off from the world and i've looked at our economy and go fuck we actually make nothing well what do we what do we do in this country yeah we we sell (laughs) yes sell ground We sell, we sell ground. I feel like we, we have no middle ground. Like we have the financial services, we sell the shit and we mine the shit, but we don't make the shit. <laughs> and that has proven very problematic uh, recently for a range of reasons. But um, mm. yeah, I think tech is such that, that kind of new thing and it allows companies and countries really to compete above their kind of physical realities. You know, if you look at somewhere like mm. Singapore, or, or wherever so tech it's i like i think it's absolutely terrifying in some ways what like that you know there's so much power in these these tech companies and we have really absolutely. no say over them but at the same time absolutely like damn like really interesting technology coming out of there like you really can see we live in the we live in the future that people in the 60s thought in some ways so, yeah, yeah and it's just become so so useful for us and so and therefore we've become so reliant on it and therefore you're even more subject to you know potential uh kind of abuse by by those companies and it it, it happens there was an interesting mm-hmm. netflix documentary obviously you, you know the aside of netflix itself being its own influential conglomerate. yeah right leave that i will park that thought um but yeah looking at all the big companies like Pinterest and Tumblr and Facebook yeah. and things like that and how they're effectively built to be addictive and built so that you effectively yeah. can't function or, or live without constantly checking or using the platform and how, you know, there's this whole 
I think it was a phrase going around a while ago. It probably still exists about how like Google knows you better than you know yourself because mm. it can then store the infinite searches and, and data on you where you might, <laughs> the human mind is not capable of like remembering that. Um, but yeah, it's just that they're, they're built to be such a, a place where you basically just can't, can't live without it. And Again, you're reliant on something that isn't, you know, doing doing the best for you. Um, but it's just it's just the reality. Yeah, what a what a what a what a world. What a world. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um yeah. You can really see how it's like all of these apps are you know, you talked about selling data before, but maybe it's even not really about mm. the data, it's about the behavior change in the behavior information that they have you know like mm. they don't really want your data they want to change how you function they want you to look at your phone they want you to buy shit they want you to do this do that yeah anyway speaking of buying shit, speaking of buying shit anthony yeah have you bought a pizza recently jordan Fuck you i was gonna st- <laughs> <laughs> amazing <laughs> um yeah that's a great one uh, well, yeah yeah, it's it's really nice. I um, went there just the other day. Um, some really nice people working behind the counter shook hands. They even came up and gave me a hug. Mm. It, was, it was fantastic. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, I yeah. can't remember because I'm, I'm I couldn't specifically remember the background. Did you did you go to the buy a pizza, Jordan, or do you actually work there? I can't, I, can't, I can't remember. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I did I did purchase pizza while having worked there for the last. 13 years. Uh, <laughs> oh, Anthony, tell us, oh. tell us about the lockdown. Tell us about the, the, the South Australian lockdown. And, you know, like, I don't understand why Victorians have been complaining so much about lockdown. Like, it's so easy, you know. It like, is just, very easy. Yeah. We, we survived lockdown, you know. We're, yeah. In, yeah, we did six days of lockdown in, like, three days. We are quite impressive. Yeah, half the time. Stage. We're doing it that quick. Um, well, so my background understanding of the lead up to all of this, um, was that we've still got the Medi hotels because they're, uh, they're a thing and we love them and, um, Just love people who come into whatever state and are suspected of potentially having at the corona space virus are kind of quarantined in these hotels um, and part of their, you know, like, existence. Um, Obviously, they need food and, like, bedding and stuff like that. So part of them being quarantined at many hotels, they need, you know, like, cleaners and, I guess, like, security and admin and stuff like that. Like, there are other people who aren't quarantined that need to be there. Yeah, right. Um, and there was this quote unquote parafield cluster where apparently one of the cleaners who came from like a family of 15 or something got coronavirus from allegedly a surface in one of these Medi hotels. Right. So it was um, from, it was like, then, a, yeah. So like they touched something and then they like touched their face or something. I think so. That's, the, I think that's what is being suggested interesting 
Um, and then from there, obviously, close contact, gave it to their family. And then as, you know, one of 15 or whatever, they all went fucking everywhere. Um, but what really kind of upped the ante as to the level of isolation was there is a, a pizza joint, Woodville Pizza, which I think is like, you know what? Closed Shout down out. something after, <laughs> after um, everything that's happened. We don't want to proudly say, just before we get into it, um, proud sponsor of the show, Woodville Pizzeria. Uh, get a pizza, type in the code PODGODS, and you'll get, you know, you'll get coronavirus. You'll get, you'll get coronavirus. <laughs> Sent to your house. <laughs> oh, um, so there was Woodville Pizza, and then so one of the one of the people who was a close contact of the first person at the Medi Hotel, they went to this pizza place or they worked a second job at this pizza place. And then one of the other people from that pizza place got or tested positive for coronavirus. And then when they were interviewed by the police or SA Health or whoever does that stuff, they said that they just bought a pizza from the pizza place which effectively meant that the virus was, it didn't have to be close contact. It just happened yeah. much, much, much quicker now. Casual contact. Exactly. Um, yeah. So the response to that was, let's lock, let's lock shit down. Um, and, um, yeah, we had the announcement saying six days, full lockdown, not allowed anywhere. Um and, you know, had mentally prepared to basically experience what Victoria had, which I think was like three months or so. Was it six? I can't remember how many weeks it was of stage four lockdown, which is basically stay at home, don't go yeah. outside or don't go outside in public um, unless you're getting a COVID test or getting groceries. And then you had one person per, per household doing that. You rushed off to the shops and you guys were like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, so within, they made the announcement all over it at midday or something. And then yeah. we were both, Simone and I were both working at home Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time. And um, yeah, just went to went to our local. And Ironically, by not the time we were checking out, it was packed. Woolworths. It was a cold. <laughs> it was a cold. Big fan of West Farmers Group myself. Yeah. Um, so obviously got to support. My my favourite national conglomerate. Um, <laughs> At least it's but yeah, no, it was very hectic by the time we were checking out. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. So I was like, so I was sitting like I was just like watch sitting like can't remember when it was. It was was it yesterday the lie thing? And everyone's like, yeah, no, someone lied, and that's why we had. To... Yeah, it was yesterday. I just felt I was just like, what? The fuck? Wait, wait. What do you mean? What do you mean someone like that? And I felt the entire state almost do the same thing through the ether. Psychically, I felt everyone just go, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I never would have thought, I never saw that coming. I never would have put money. Like, real life, nothing comparative yet. There's nothing weirder than just life in terms of just mm. random weird stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I have some thoughts, Anthony. I have some thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very convenient. It's very convenient for Stephen Marshall. Uh, 
and all the whole the whole squad. Um, mm. You know, we we all know that I love Nicola Spuria. I would die for her. But at that same time, it's very convenient for her and for the whole all of them to. Um, oh, you know, some worker. He's the reason why this is all you know all happened. Everyone in the state, everyone in the country, blame him. He's the reason this happened. Mm. And I, I go mm. to myself. I thought, why would someone lie? You know, you always try and rationalize it. And I thought, mm-hmm. what could happen? Maybe he was getting paid cash in hand. It was like a dodgy tax tax thing. Maybe it was a visa issue. He didn't want, like, he wasn't able to to work or something along those lines in those ways. Um, and he was worried about being, like, kicked out of the country for breaking visa laws or, like, you know, worried about that. Um, perhaps he was being lent on by his boss or something like that. Perhaps he was, I don't even know. I, I tried to think of so many things. And then to kind of see and online, like obviously people, you know, want to take a joke being like, oh, you know, the pizza, pizza guy, you know, the, this is the real pizza gate. Um, yeah. Um, Taken. It's, uh, it's just weird. And I think it's really unfair to kind of blame a young worker who's obviously in such a precarious position that he needs to work two fucking jobs. One mm. working nights at, pizza, at a pizza place, one working in the day at a, at a, fucking medi hotel yeah um that you know i think it is more indicative of how our precarious employment and just how the economy in this country casualization leaves people so desperate that they're forced to kind of work in these ways that are mm. risky via health people and it's not their own fault because obviously people got to eat you know we got to got to live um but it's the same Mm. thing happened in you know same thing happened in victoria you know security guards working at other places because they're not being paid enough at these medi hotels to to kind of even to even survive and so we're relying to keep safe from a a global pandemic that has just recently killed two hundred fifty thousand people in the united states that has infected what eight million people globally something insane like that maybe it's more than that and we're relying on on poorly paid, under under trained security, private security guards. Yeah, yeah. And like, this is not a dig at you know, not a dig at security guards. Shout out to all the security guards listening. <laughs> um, but it it might be good to pro- have properly trained health workers working in many hotels, and it might be good to maybe not mm. have them in the the highly populated um, CBD. And it might be good to have kind of a FIFO kind of system where people work in, work out, you know, fly in, fly out and stay for quarantine, you know, do two weeks work, quarantine for two weeks mm-hmm. and then two weeks off in a six-week cycle. But most importantly, Anthony, I think it's probably a good idea that we pay these people enough money to survive <laughs> that they don't have to work making fucking pizzas after they've had a long day's work at the, you know, the COVID-infected uh, hotel. Potentially. Potentially. And I think it's it's both common sense. I think it's decent. And I think the idea that somehow this, you know, this this poor guy, he, he stuff's not been great for him. It's been a tough week. Um, <laughs> has just been demonized. Demonized by this government that has done, you know, that has dropped the ball. You know, this is their failure. This is Stephen Marshall's little scapegoat to get away from... having to take any responsibility for this failure in a medi hotel for any responsibility in the fact that you know asking questions well why was this guy working 
two jobs and you know they just had a victoria mm. a, a inquiry in victoria about what happened and it doesn't seem like the recommendations have been told and grant stevens can continuously say you know i have full faith they recently did you know a review of the adelaide medi hotel system and you know it got full marks full marks from fucking who cunt like from victoria <laughs> like this, is, this has happened so many times in this country now and no one seems to be learning but yeah no no it was just it was um as you were saying before, it was literally, it was all three of those things. He was a student on a visa, <laughs> like getting getting paid cash in hand, yeah. a second job, because he wasn't earning enough on the other. It was just a, a perfect storm of, of absolutely everything. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it was really in- interesting listening to the press conferences and kind of especially the questions to... Grant Stevens about um, you know how why didn't you quarantine all of them at the same point and then he's talking about oh they have lives outside of this and they need to earn money yeah. and see their families and things like that and I mean by by the third day when the the same questions are being asked and the same exact same answers are being yeah. given it gets a bit excessive but um, really at the back of uh, the back of your mind you're kind of thinking well you know or, or or you could, like, if they do need to have that second job, you could, like, subsidise the second job to recognise this, like, fundamentally state-saving work that these people are doing and, you know, kind of being involved in at stupid, you know, yeah. hours, of, uh, hours of engagement. Like, is it, is it really that, like... <laughs> You can't yeah. you can't subsidize like twenty hours a week at a pizza yeah. place. You're is so, that is that too much? You're so right. And like, I I get you know it's expensive, and you know South Australia isn't the wealthiest economy, but I think we can handle running a hotel. You know, yeah. uh, I think the issue also comes down to like. You can't vilify someone for catching this thing. This is the most infectious fucking disease mm. ever. People who have 30 years nursing and doctor experience have used PAP, PPE gear and have training and used it for years still get this thing. And so how can you, you just expect some part-time pizzeria student? He was probably working at the pizza place before working at the... Oh, I don't know how it works whatever mm. to to not get it and then to vilify him and like don't get me wrong he shouldn't have lied i'm sure he knows that we all know that like but it's time to move on and really look i think at the systemic roots of why this has continued mm. happened across this country and not just blame migrants or students or or just some some dude pizza dude you know what pizza dude Thank you for the the long weekend. Shout out. Yeah, true that. I appreciate it. Like so worth know, it. <laughs> there's a new World of Warcraft expansion coming out. I was able to think, <laughs> I was really able to prep for it. So thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Oh. Took one for the team. But yeah, gosh. It just makes me so angry. Like seeing and like you just see all these fucking boomers on Facebook in like the comments. And like I know I never should ever read the comments on Facebook <laughs> or YouTube or whatever, but I can't help myself and I Yeah, yeah. I regret it every time. And it's just oh, it's just so depressing to seeing like just such vitriol and hate for having to fucking stay inside for a day or two. And mm. it's uh, you know, Victorians have been going through 
the harshest lockdown in the world for months and months and months. They have some right to complain. You don't after two days. And, you know, I was on Instagram the other day and I was just seeing people being like, oh, we survived day one of lockdown. And I'm just like, this is six days, guys. Like, I get it. It's tricky. It's tricky for businesses. If you have a dog that needs to go for a walk, I really get it. It's hard. But I don't think mm. it's comparable. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to take Victoria's, like, you know, they what do they have? They have their, like, little victim... Not complex, but they get to enjoy being in the spotlight as the worst. Maybe not enjoy. <laughs> I just don't think we should steal that from them. You know, it's like, you know, when people people pretend to be soldiers or have served in the army, stolen valor. It's like that. Stolen lockdown valor. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, it's so wild. What a weird time. I just I couldn't oh, I, I just couldn't believe it. My brain just like exploded. Just like the the conceptualizing of it. And like I actually think they did the right thing. I think locking down like a little quick lockdown, mm-hmm. six days, just do it straight away. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Don't have people fluff around. People are ready to work from home. We're 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 prepared for that. People understand. You don't need to find go out and find people. There's no laws you need. Just, like tell South tell people. It doesn't have to be South Australia. You can do it anywhere. Tell people. People will die if you do this. This is a real serious issue. Don't do this. Stay home. Follow these orders and you'll be fine. And I think a few people were fine mm-hmm. for like, oh, actually, I think a, some, some cops dropped, busted like a party and they seized a bunch of um, ecstasy or something like that. <laughs> some, some people during lockdown and they're just like, oh, uh, like, hey, we're just having, trying to have a good time in lockdown. Um, yeah. Oh, dear. What a time. Oh, 100%. What a time. What a time. But, um, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Back to normal. Yeah, no, not really. It's not really much else going on. No, there hasn't been. was short and sweet. Um, like I said. on uh, Parafield to sort itself out, and then we'll be right. There's the war crime stuff, which I'm sure listeners would expect me to be all over. But I haven't really had a chance to look at it, even though I've been in like lockdown, because I've just been focusing too much on this stuff. So um, maybe I'll, I'll I could talk about that next time and, and have a read through. It doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, Australian military history is actually pretty fucked up when you read it. Um, but I did read a, a quick snippet of it, and it said, you know, it was everything's redacted in the report, but then it left the conclusion. It said everything in this chapter is likely the most disgraceful moment in Australian military history. And I'm just like, whoa, hold up. Jesus. Like, oof. oof. Some words. This is uh, interesting to see. Will anyone go to jail? We don't know. We're just going to get well, an apology. they apolo- never do, do they? So. I, know, I, just, I want more than just an apology for Chiefs of Army. Like, people of Afghanistan, be they Afghan people there but also afghans in australia like deserve a little bit of fucking justice but you know you can't expect it you can't expect that you just gotta deal anyway i oh, know on that depressing note <laughs> everyone thanks uh, <laughs> thanks thanks for letting me vent my rage for an hour oh, that's all right it's been a good hour learned so much about West Farmers. I feel, I feel good. Yeah, I always love learning about what companies control my life. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. It's, it's satisfying to know. Oh, they're oh. my good lords. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've always who been... know everything about me. I've always been a I've always been a Woolies man. So um, you know, mm. I'm a Woolworths group through and through. Uh, I've never really caught on to that. You know what? I think Kmart is a little overrated. I think I think it's a, a bit tacky. I much prefer Big W to Kmart. Wow, good buy. Sponsor of the show, Kmart. For, I'm going to be run out of there. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry, sponsor of the show, um, the West Farmers Corporate Group. Uh, they had paid me $125,000 to to spruik them. Um, unfortunately for them, uh, the Woolworths Group paid me $130,000 to to kind of shit on them. Um, That'll do it. Yeah, All of yeah. this money will go into supporting um, the wood, the Woodside, the wood. Woodville, Woodville, pizza <laughs> Woodville Pizza Kiosk. I should know it's Woodville. Oh. It's, yeah, it's actually relatively near you. Oh yeah, like terrifyingly so. Um, yeah. But, um, anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. What, today, what was what was today's episode? We didn't mention it at the beginning. Oh, I think we're at like sixteen. 16, 15? we're at 16. That sounds like a good number. That Let me sounds check like on good. Spotify. Yeah, where you can follow us. Um, or you can also follow us on Podbean, or you can follow us on iTunes. Oh, I or... forgot about Podbean. Yes. Mm. We're at episode... This is episode 16. It is Previous indeed. episode was our election episode. Um, election special. Yeah. Good Thank time. Thank you for Again, send in uh, send in some questions if you if you're keen for us to answer them, or we might just steal yeah. some off the internet. You um, will probably steal some off the internet. That might be a nice episode seventeen. Yeah, questions we'll questions for the internet. Yeah, we'll do it. Yes, yes, that's actually a great idea. All right, we're about Lovely. we're about due, we're about due for a guest. Actually, it's been a while. We are as well. We're going to have to find one. Unfortunately, Christian Porter's wife has not responded to any of my texts. Oh, God. So, um... <laughs> so those, we, we did an episode. Somehow we got onto Christian Porter and why his wife divorced. They broke up months ago. And obviously there was a and a about two weeks ago. And oh, that's we, right. Because he's like a predator. Um, so as always, and I feel, I feel... I don't, I'm not going to say I feel great about the joke about me going being like, hey, Christian Porter's hot wife, hit me up. Um, I still stand by it. If you're listening, please, <laughs> you know, get in contact. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, hope you have a, a good time. If you're in lockdown or not, if you're at a pizza bar, lion or not, uh, stay safe out there. And um, indeed. yeah, indeed. Simbuki, Simbuki forever. Simbuki. Thanks, guys. Very good. Yeah, Very thank good. you. We'll see you uh, next time for some more drivel. For more drivel. I hope you enjoyed your public transport trip. Yes. Rate us on Adelaide Metro. Yep. Well, maybe it'll be Uber one day when it just takes over. <laughs> Rate us on Uber. Yeah, good, good idea. <laughs>